Hey, Unnaturalists. I'm Emily. I'm Andy. And welcome to the very first 2022 Unnatural Summer Sode. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for coming around to the Summer Sode. I still have not conceded. I just haven't figured out a better name. It feels like you're coming around. It feels like you're gradual. You know, this is a process. You're slowly falling in love with the term. No. I appreciate that. Anyway, Emily, we've got a brand new case to talk about today. How about that? I'm so excited. I have no idea what it is. Did you ever go to like your high school's football games growing up? I did. So did I. So I was not on the football team. Shocker. Neither was I. Um, I did not participate. I wasn't in band or anything like that. But it once or twice a year, I would go to the games. We had a pretty big high school where I grew up. So I would kind of get lost in the shuffle and probably do things that I, well, that I really shouldn't. But it was always a fun time. What about you? Um, were you in any extracurricular activities where you were actually on the field? Were you in marching band? Anything like that? No. Yeah. I was not. My friends and I mostly just kind of walked around. Same. I would go to the concession stand. I would hang out underneath the bleachers. Yeah. I don't think it was very often that we actually like sat and watched a game. Yeah. That's the thing. Whenever I would go to a game, I don't remember actually ever watching it. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only game that I remember actually sitting down and watching was homecoming game my senior year. Yeah. Plus, my team always sucked. Like, we were terrible, my high school team. This is kind of the context where we start this story. This is where we meet a 14-year-old girl in Cleveland, Ohio. Now, Emily, she was walking home from the game with her friends when the unthinkable happened. And what happened later was even more insane. This is the story of Trina Middleton. Back to September 21st, 1984. Trina was a ninth grade student at Shaw High School in Cleveland, Ohio, and she decided to go to that evening's big game against their rival, Garfield Heights. Now, she's, hav- she's having fun at the game, doing what teenagers do, and when it's over, her and her two friends decide to walk home. But it wasn't too long before they noticed a beige-colored car following them without its headlights on, which is never a good sign. That's not something you want to have happen. Spooky? No. You should definitely have your guard up if you notice something like that. And the girls... You should literally just have your guard up all the time. Agreed. And their spidey senses were up. They decided to change their course home 
to kind of throw the car off, which was a good idea. Mm-hmm. They cut through some yards. Uh, they went through some alleys. They were just trying to shake off this creeper. But by the time they got to their intended streets, there was the car waiting for them. And Emily, I mean, it was right there, right in front of them. Really? When they got to the street, they were literally feet from it. What the fuck? So they tried to keep their cool. Yeah. And all the girls could do is quickly walk by as fast as they could. And as they're doing that, the door opens. And a man gets out. No. And he's brandishing a knife. Oh, my God. Now, the man initially tries to get all three of the girls inside his car. But not surprisingly. Oh, my God. This doesn't really work. And thankfully, two of the girls are able to flee and they run to a nearby house. That's where they explain to the people living there what's been going on. And they're quickly rushed inside where they call the police and their families as well. Sadly. So did he like get his hands on the on her and that's how he got her got her right. or what? She, they were all okay. trying to run away and Trina was the one that he held on to. Right. She wasn't so lucky. And she was the one that was thrown into the car. Then he took her to a nearby park. He raped her. He stabbed her seven times all in the heart and he actually crushed her entire aortic cavity. That's how hard he stabbed her. Oh, my God. This poor little girl. Oh, my God. How old did you say she was? 14? 14 years old. She was a freshman in high school. That is horrific. And then after he raped her and stabbed her, he discarded her like a piece of trash in the park's parking lot. Poor baby. I know. A few hours later... A couple who was presumably out for a walk in the morning came across Trina's body and called local law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Now, the good news is, in this case, there were witnesses who saw both the man and the car that he was driving. Right. That doesn't always happen. No. The two girls gave Cleveland police a detailed description Yet investigators kind of ran into dead end after dead end in their search. In fact, there were no new leads for three full months. Wow. And that kind of had people in the community wondering if Trina's killer would ever be found. Right. And then in December, an 11-year-old girl was grabbed on a cold winter's day outside her home. Just like Trina, the man threw her into the car and attempted to drive off. But as luck would have it, his car was momentarily stuck on the ice. Good. And he couldn't get away. You know how it it is when your car is stuck on the ice. Oh, yeah. Being from Minnesota, I know that (laughs) all too well. Yeah, like 10 months out of the year almost. Yeah. Good times. Much fun. Very excited. The girl's mom heard the commotion and she had enough time to get her daughter out of the vehicle. And two bystanders, thankfully, actually took down the car's license plate number before it sped away. Good. And shortly thereafter. I would have popped open that driver's door 
and just start wailing. Right? I'm sure the mom wanted to. Yeah. And soon after, police apprehended 28-year-old Ramel Broom. 28? Yeah. I don't know why I had assumed we were going to be talking about like a like a geezy 40 something you know yeah right is that what happens when you're in your 40s you turn geezy probably i mean if you're gonna like rape and murder little girls i would just assume that you're a sick old man fat bald with a creepy mustache never left your mom's basement and now you're like in your early 40s moving on it didn't take long before they also wondered if Broom might also be the guy who raped and murdered Trina Middleton. The cases are very similar, so obviously they would come to that conclusion. Yeah. And they brought in her two friends who identified Broom as the culprit. It also helped that DNA evidence was also kind of coming into its own at this time. Yeah. It would still it was still in its infancy. Right. But it had already helped a number of cases break through and it linked Broom's DNA to Trina as well. Good. Now, as it turns out, Broom had been a career criminal. This goes shocking. Right. It goes all the way back to his teenage years. And he had only been out of prison for about four months when he murdered Trina. Wow. Four months. Yeah, that's it. What was he in prison for? He had been in prison for eight and a half years for a previous rape conviction. Again, not much of a surprise there. Now, Broom, he fought for his innocence for several years He stated that the DNA at the time was completely unreliable and he wanted to be retested. In fact, his case made it all the way to the Supreme Court. Wow. But they rejected it. Good. Now, fast forward to 2009. Now, this is where things start to get a little weird. Now, the state of Ohio has the death penalty and Broom is scheduled to die by lethal injection on September 15th. This is nearly 25 years after the murder of Trina took place. What year was he scheduled to die? This year? 2009. Oh. And this is where, Emily, the case gets even more insane. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. They weren't able to kill Brown that day. The prison technicians tried for over two hours To find a vein. They pricked Broom 18 times. The needle was going into his muscle, even into his bone. It was causing him immense pain, agony, and obviously anxiety. You know, you're getting ready for death and it's not happening. That's fine. The deadly poison, really, all it had to be done is pushed into his body. They just had to push it in there. To finish him off, but the vein was never found. And he was sent back to death row, believe it or not. Weird. And this is, I was looking into this. I was looking into this. And from what I found, the research I did, 
this is only the fourth time this has ever happened in history where a guy was sentenced to death. He went into the, you know, the chamber to be put to death and he didn't die. There's a couple other weird stories that I feel like maybe we'll go over in another episode down the road. But it's just kind of a crazy thing. It does not happen very often. And that's crazy. I wonder why. So, well, one of why couldn't they find a vein? Do you one know? of the theories is, is that he took some drugs the day before. And sometimes mm-hmm. when you take some drugs and your body's a little dehydrated, it's hard for people to find a vein. However, certain human rights groups will say that the prisons, they don't ever have medical personnel administer the lethal injections. It's always prison personnel. So the prison personnel don't exactly know how to do this. Hmm. And that's why some people say that this whole thing is inhumane and it just needs to be rethought. And there, that's a discussion for another day. But it is something worth noting. And initially, Broom was rescheduled to be executed about a week later. But his lawyers fought that hard. Yeah. And they stated that he should not be re-executed for the same crime since the state was the ones who botched it so badly the first time. And this took years and years to sort out. So they were trying to like claim a double jeopardy, but for death? Kind of. And the Constitution, believe it or not, some could say it was on their side. And it could have really gone either way. Yeah. For a while there. But eventually it was decided that Ramel Broom would be executed again in March of 2022. So coming up in just a few months here. I guess we'll see. Actually, we won't. Why? We're not going to see. Because in December of 2020, Emily... Did he kill himself? Nope. Did he get prison justice? Mm, Nope. (sighs) They took execution off the table. He died. He died from something. He died from something that a lot of us have been familiar with for quite some time here in this new world. Oh, COVID got him. Ramel Broom died of COVID-19 complications in December of 2020. And I think that's the only time Emily has said good when somebody has died of COVID-19. At least I hope. So, Emily, uh, what do we got going on on our socials? Well, you know, you can still come hang out with us on Twitter, Unnatural the Pod, Instagram, Unnatural the Podcast, like our Facebook page, Unnatural, a true crime podcast. You can send us a Gmail at unnaturalthepodcast at gmail.com. Patreon page, patreon.com slash unnatural the pod. As always, 
Be sure to rate, subscribe, follow, share us with your friends. We will talk to you soon. Hey everybody, I'm Emily. <laughs> I'm Andy. And welcome to Unnatural. That Andy is making me say, even though everybody knows we are oh. unnatural, and this is our bonus Patreon episode, as previously mentioned. It's true, but sometimes I'm a forgetful person, Emily, as you know. Shut up. And you you, you are too, so we have to keep reminding my, ourselves of who we are. Who I used to be was a weird high school kid. Thank God you didn't know me then, because you probably wouldn't talk to me these days. If you, had yeah, known I barely want to talk to you now. But we host a podcast. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you are are throwing knives today. Okay. <laughs>